0: Well, 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 Renee Vitale, look who didn't win the Powerball. Good to see you. Spoiler alert: It's us. Yep, here we are. I, I actually did you did you actually play?
1: Yeah, my husband went and bought about twenty dollars worth of tickets.
0: You know the thing about my our, our father, my father in law, my wife's uh, dad stopped by and got us, uh, you know, got us one ticket. And of course, you always have the discussion. All right, once we win, how are we splitting this up? Right, how far do you go in sharing the wealth? And the thing is, I, I I feel I I literally feel when I've got that ticket, it's the winning one. So yeah. if I were like your husband and I had twenty, I'd be like, oh, here it is. I'm just going to send my two week notice <laughs> in right now. I know. Luck be a lady tonight. Uh huh. I think it was. I think that somebody did win the jackpot. Um, I think it was somewhere in California. Yep. So, um, I would I would say congratulations, but that's not how I feel. Uh, I, I I'm openly ready to admit that I'm a hater and I hate everyone's success that's not mine
1: right i wonder if they know yet
0: right exactly yeah like because it's uh you know it's like 3 a.m over there right you know i never stay up to watch the powerball i'm like i'll just you know i'll just google it in the morning to find out that i'm a billionaire
1: i've got the app on my phone to scan all the tickets and this morning my husband's like scan the tickets i'm like we didn't win i'll scan when we get home (laughs) you know What is your hurry here? You know,
0: if I won the lottery, you know who I turn into? I would turn into that guy who stands at the counter and does the scratch-offs and it it doesn't get out of the way. (laughs) Because who cares? Who cares if they hate me? Uh, You know what, though? Uh, um, Junk fees. You know, the the Biden administration is looking at either trying to get rid of junk fees or making them more transparent. I think they should do that with the lottery because... um, the jackpot itself was quote-unquote 1.77 billion dollars, but after taxes and 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 whatever fees are taken out, it's a measly 700 something million. That's more than a billion dollars. That's that's more than 50% of the jackpot they're taking away from you.
1: How can one live on that?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to budget that. It's like, okay, well, you know, I bought the mansions and i bought the yacht thinking i had 1.77 billion dollars and now i've only got 700 million i know
1: what what are you supposed to do with that
0: where's that money go to right but uh, the
1: federal trade commission on wednesday they proposed a rule to ban any hidden and bogus junk fees Uh, which can mask the total cost of concert tickets, hotel rooms, and utility bills. President Joe Biden has made the removal of these fees a priority of his administration, and the Democrats' effort has led to a legislative push of initiatives aimed at helping consumers Administration officials have said that these additional costs can inflate prices and waste people's time. The proposed rule would prohibit corporations from running up bills within hidden and bogus fees, requiring honest pricing. Imagine that, and spurring firms. To compete on honesty rather than deception, violators would be subject to civil penalties and be required to pay back Americans that they trick. The FTC proposals being coupled with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau announcing that it will block large banks from charging junk fees to provide basic consumer services. And research indicates that hidden fees can cause consumers to pay as much as 20% more than they knew the total cost up front and comparison shops.
0: Right. So uh, essentially what what would happen under this is that uh, the price you see is the price you pay. Unlike, um, like Imagine one, that one thing's like hotels where, um, they have some kind of like online booking fee. They have some kind of like resort fee. It's ridiculous. And I don't know how they've been getting away with it right. uh, for this long. Um well, so Sean Fain, he pulled a fastball on us yesterday. Um just as I I was noticing that Thursday was coming and and I would be waiting around a bated breath today to see what time he would be talking on Friday. Uh six thirty Wednesday evening, he calls a for a surprise strike at the uh, Ford truck plant in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and and this is exactly what he said he was going to do at the beginning. He was going to um, do the you know employ the stand up strike to keep the big three um, off balance and um, guessing. And I would imagine it, it, it's it's kind of keeping the UAW membership off balance and guessing as well because he you know he he he, he got us into this sort of routine of waiting till Friday and then boom. You go into work and, uh, oh, surprise, you're striking now. So, right. Um, he said that, um, the reason they did this because rec- they received an offer from Ford that was identical to one they got two weeks ago. Um, so I don't know if he's still doing a Friday, um, Facebook, Facebook Live. But like we said, Renee, it's become must see, m- must, must see, must tune in radio. And, uh, you know, I, I, we're always wondering what kind of t-shirt he's going to be wearing. And, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if he's going to be doing that this week.
1: Well, he's definitely keeping them on their toes and this is put a, another wrinkle into it because right. going on a, a Wednesday night, right? you know, he, he's definitely, uh, and not routine. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And he mentioned, we've been doing things a certain way. We've been doing the Friday Facebook live, but, uh, obviously, um, you know, this is part of the tactic and I think, uh, Whether this is reality or not, it it does seem to to be coming across in public that Sean Fain and the UAW have the upper hand at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Israel updates. There are 22 Americans uh, who have been confirmed dead, 17 still missing. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he left for Israel yesterday on NBC, said that he is traveling with a hostage rescue group. Uh, War planes are coming in from Lebanon. Fire is coming in from Syria. Gaza Strip right now is completely without power. Their only power plant has run out of fuel fuel due to Israel's army cutting off supplies. Um, A ground invasion could be happening at any moment if it's not as we speak. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and leaders from uh, one of Israel's main opposition political parties, they've entered this wartime unity agreement saying that they would form a five-member war management cabinet during this agreement. Uh, no legislation will be passed, uh, and uh, all decisions will be made. The only decisions that will be made are those that are connected to the war as long as the fighting between Israel and Hamas continues. And uh, Israel has more than a two-party system, but this would essentially be the same thing as Democrats and Republicans uh, d- agreeing to come together one party here at home You mm-hmm. know, when, when we're under a crisis like that, which I think is incredible.
1: Yeah. And speaking of travel, an intelligence group that compiles information from former international intelligence officials issued a report encouraging all Israeli and Jewish people to avoid non-essential international travel, especially to the Middle East. The report states that anti-Israel groups are likely to stage protest activities in various countries. It encourages Israeli and Jewish travelers to keep a low profile in the public sphere. The report says that Israeli and Jewish travelers should avoid revealing their identities and religious and political inclinations. The report said that among these societal groups and activist networks, some rogue individuals are liable to physically assault Israelis, Jews, pro-Israel activists, or vandalize slash attempt to sabotage property belonging to these individuals, such as Jewish community centers, Israeli em- embassy premises, or synagogues. And attacks on pro-Israel protests are likely, although will likely be heavily policed. The report also suggested that Americans could be targeted based on the United States' close partnership with Israel. Currently, the State Department has issued do-not-travel alerts to the Gaza Strip for all Americans. And the State Department's also encouraging American Travelers to exercise increased caution when traveling to Israel and the West Bank
0: yeah and and you know it 's absolutely tragic that this ripple effect is reaching outside of Israel and uh, making Jewish people targets all over the world. Meanwhile, here at home, um, the city of Oak Park has a large Jewish population they 've ramped mm-hmm. up security and police patrols around synagogues and online neighborhoods uh, of course, online threats against the Jewish community have increased dramatically since the weekend 's attack. In Israel itself, a second aircraft carrier from the United States has been moved to the Eastern Mediterranean as a deterrent. Saudi Arabia is growing more and more concerned. And and talking about um, the Israeli government coming together, it's amazing how fast they they they're they're able to mobilize their their government. um, Their I'm sorry, their military and come together with their government. Meanwhile, here at home, there's still not a speaker that's been um, elected. Uh Steve Scalise has been uh nominated by Republicans. He needs two hundred and seventeen votes i think he uh two hundred and eighteen votes to actually become speaker. He needs a actual majority it can't be whoever gets the most vote. It has to be literally more than fifty percent of the entire um House yes. of Representatives. Yeah. Um, and he won the the nomination by a vote of 113 to 99. So it doesn't look promising. It sounds very split. Um, there was talk of changing the amount of votes needed to uh, elect a new speaker, but that was rejected. So um, again, I said that they needed to get it together yesterday um, and they do need to get it together yesterday. And, and the longer this draws out, the more Israel twists in the wind and uh, the more uh, our, our 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 Congress looks bad at home and abroad it's uh first thing mike parsons renee vitale on wjr the last thing each day is to set an alarm for first thing with mike parsons 760 wjr with renee vitale and uh renee the folks from israel are getting some aid from a uh, source i didn't really expect uh to be so charitable on the situation
1: Floyd Mayweather. Yeah,
0: this is such a great story, especially because he, you know, he doesn't have the reputation of being the best guy, but that doesn't mean that uh, you can't rebuild your image or, or you know, do good things for good for people.
1: Yeah, he felt compelled to help after watching the Hamas terror attacks. So the boxing legend arranged to send his private plane, chock full of supplies, to the front lines in Israel. Floyd, who teamed up with a relief organization in Israel, arranged to send Air Mayweather to the Middle East, uh, Eastern country this weekend and deliver supplies. They're planning to bring everything from food and water to bulletproof vests for the Israel Defense Forces and civilians. And it's not the first time that Floyd's helped in a time of disaster. Over the summer, he helped 70 families with food, shelter and transportation after the Maui fires.
0: And you know, what? I didn't even hear about that. So it, you know, it sounds like he, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people doing great things without without it being much publicized. So so good for him. Like yeah. I said, he hasn't always received the best press, but uh, I applaud this. I like that. All right, so I, I I want to start this next story by saying everything I've learned about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett has been against my will. Uh, it's it's been forced upon me. But this story was everywhere, and I did everything. <sighs> To not put this on the rundown, because, you know, we're not a celebrity gossip show. But it's literally trending everywhere, so the algorithm says we have to talk about it. It's become news. Yeah, which, which is which is pitiful. But um, I guess Jada Pinkett was on with my uh, girl Hoda Kotb yesterday. I guess she's oh, got, she's got a, a book coming out, and she says that her and Will Smith... Um, have been living completely separate lives since uh, 2016. I don't understand this. No, me either. I, I, I mean, I, my guess is they probably have an open marriage and, and I, I don't know, can't be a financial thing.
1: Right. Usually when people are in this situation, they're together because they can't afford to separate. That's not the case here.
0: Yeah. And she said something weird about, I told him I never give him a, a reason to divorce me. How about being separated since 2016? Well, and then
1: so what compelled Will to have to go up there and do the slap?
0: Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, they should have stayed separated at the Oscars because, um, you know, Chris Rock made a joke about uh, Jada being bald. Um, Will Smith was laughing. I remember – he was laughing. It Cuts to Jada not laughing. Next thing you know, he's on stage punching or slapping Kid Rock. And this could have all been avoided if Chris they were what I say? Kid Rock. <laughs> Although I would have paid to see that. Yeah, Chris Rock. <laughs> and this all could have been avoided if they would have just stayed separated. And I guess. Right,
1: like what do you care then? I mean,
0: I guess in this book, it, it came out that, that Chris Rock had asked Jada Pinkett out when she heard her and Will were separated. And she said they're not. And he apologized profusely. So maybe some of that was bubbling up. Up, but.
1: I feel like she is a narcissist and a gaslighter.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if she gets in Will's ear about saying, you need to stand up for me. Tupac would stand up for me um, because she, her and Tupac had a yeah. thing. And so I don't know if that made him feel emasculated over time. But I, I got to say, I think it's time Will Smith has taken out of his time out. I mean, yeah, it was out of line for him to go up there and slap uh, Chris Rock. But Chris Rock took it like a champ. He didn't press charges. He got a Netflix series out of it, Uh uh, stand-up special out of it. So I think anything else is between the two of them. And Will Smith's been largely unproblematic except for this. I think anyone can kind of understand the instinct to defend their wife's honor. Um, So I don't know. I, I, I I think we can forgive Will Smith here. We can give him a mulligan.
1: This is disgusting. I can't stand her. I can't. I can't stand the two of them together. You're right. I hate that we're
0: talking about
1: this. Right. I hate that she has a book coming out because there's a part of me that has to read it now.
0: You know what? Um, I you know maybe I'll read the spark notes or something. Or yes, yeah.
1: I don't want to fund this. I'm it's gonna the curiosity's killing me. I'm gonna
0: end this. I'm gonna end this conversation by uh by advising people uh to not go out and buy the book. Just 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 don't give it the oxygen <laughs> as we're we're finished talking about right. It. Uh, so Saturday might be some interesting college football viewing, a annual solar eclipse. Um, it might make some of these uh, games that kick off at noon look like night games in certain part of the country. The eclipse is supposed to start around 11 a.m. Eastern and end about three 13 with peak sun blockage being expected between noon and 1 p.m. And so MSU will be playing Rutgers in New Jersey Michigan will be at uh, the big house against Indiana. I really love watching football games like the snow and rain. So it might be kind of cool to watch like a day game under the lights briefly. Um, I remember one time I was like in third grade and there was a, a full eclipse uh, that uh, that was coming and And so uh, our teacher wanted us to to go out and experience it. But the school didn't have enough of, of the uh, the eclipse glasses. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they pulled straws or whatnot, but the great above us, they're the ones who actually got to use the eclipse glasses. And we had to do this stupid thing where we had two pieces of construction paper, and you poke a pinhole through one, yeah. and then you kind of hold it up and, 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 and reflect it on the other. And so you know we're watching the eclipse and our poor teacher is trying so hard to make it exciting for us and all all we're doing is just slowly seeing our our our, our pinhole light getting smaller and smaller <laughs> meanwhile next to us the fourth graders are staring up at the at the sun with the eclipse glasses ooing and ying and our poor teacher was patting like don't look at it don't look directly at the sun it'll burn your eyes Poor a little rat does i know so <laughs> so <laughs> on top of her doing all she can to like Make this stupid little piece of paper trick look exciting next to these eclipse glasses. Now she had to make sure the school wasn't going to get sued for, for burning everybody's <laughs> they eyes. she should
1: have just gave you guys an ice cream party. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's right. Uh, you know.
1: I don't know how much we'll see of it at home because it's going to be raining like all
0: day Saturday. That's true, which is a, a bit of a bummer, but... Uh, <laughs> By the way, I guess the sun's magnetic poles are about to flip. How which, does that work? I don't know. But with everything that's going on, that sounds like exactly yeah, what we need, right? Yeah, it doesn't shock me. No, it, it does sound apocalyptic, and I tried reading an article about what to expect when this is happening, but...
1: Literally, the world's going to flip upside down is what it sounds like to me.
0: Well, it hurt my brain, and I did not understand anything other than the main takeaway. It's nothing to worry about, and it happens a lot. So, okay. So, that's nice. We we caught a little break with that. Um are you, a, are you a bruncher, Renee? I love Sunday fun day. Well, they love it in San Francisco. They love it so much that the bottomless mimosa brunches um, are causing San Francisco restaurants to implement a $50 cleaning fee to everyone uh, who vomits. Drinks oh. to the point of vomic- vomiting these mimosas during brunch. Oh, no. That's what happens when you have bottomless mimosas. Well, and, and so some restaurants, they've started implementing mimosa fairies <laughs> who go around to tables every 15 minutes. That's what I call myself on Sundays. <laughs> right. After you drink to the point of uh, vomiting. Yeah. Um, and they go around to the table every 15 minutes under the guise of refilling uh, the mimosas. But really what they're doing is they're trained to, to spot people who are overserved. Um, I don't know if this will drive customers away, but I'm for it. I think everyone gets one mulligan, right? After you turn 21, you 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 get one you get one pass for drinking to the point of throwing up. After that, be an adult and get your life together.
1: Yeah, and mimosas are tough to do bottomless. I'm I'm good for about two. Then you get the bubble guts.
0: Well, I was gonna say, not to sound old, but I would, but, but you know, I I'm pushing 40. And the thought of all that alcohol and citric acid in my stomach yeah. just makes me want to take a Pepsi. just <laughs> thinking about it.
1: I, I have no problem putting down alcohol, but it's it's the mimosas. It's just, that's a lot of...
0: Yeah, that's a lot of... That's citric lot. acid. You're and, and, right. And here's the thing. I, I don't know if it's because we work this schedule, but like if I'm going to tie one on, I, I, it has to be Friday because I can't, I can't tie one on on Sunday yeah. and get back to it on Monday. Yep. I can't even tie one on on Saturday and, and, and recover on Sunday. I, I, I need two good days to recover from it or, or else, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living the chaste life.
1: Right. The this, this schedule definitely hinders that.
0: Yeah. So um, surprise, surprise, running a little bit late. We'll be talking with the JR Morning Crew when we get back. It's First Thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale. All right, and it's the home stretch of First Thing with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, and at this time, we like to uh, drag the JR Morning Crew in a little bit early. Do you really? Kicking and screaming. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, right. I, I just got, we got to make sure you guys are awake. And, uh, you know, back when uh, Elon Musk and, and Mark Zuckerberg were uh, doing this little cage match dance, we talked about it a lot, and I think I found the only showdown uh, that that sounds stupider than an Elon Musk versus uh, a Mark Zuckerberg cage match. And that's a debate on the va- COVID vaccine <laughs> between Aaron Rodgers and, and Travis Kelsey. Oh, now, <laughs> uh, last week on the uh, 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 Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers called Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer in passing because Kelsey's been doing commercials for the Pfizer uh, COVID booster Travis Kelsey was asked about it by reporters. Kelsey said, who knew I'd get into a vax war with Aaron Rodgers, man? Mr. Pfizer versus the Johnson & Johnson family over here, referring to Rodgers playing for the Jets, who are um, owned by Johnson & Johnson heir Woody Johnson. And yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, Rodgers responded again. Here's what he said.
2: Mr. Pfizer said he didn't think he would be in a vax war with me. Oh, boy. Didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. This ain't a war, homie. This is just... Conversation, but if you want to have some sort of uh, dual debate, what? have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a oh, conversation. Cool. Oh, so okay. Let's do it, Cash it out. Let's do it like uh, like in uh, John Wick Four, right? So we both have a second. Nice. Right? So somebody to help us out. I'm gonna take my man R.F.K. Junior. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <As an laughs> independent. Even his yeah. family doesn't and want our day. You know, Tony Fauci or oh. some other pharmacrat, and we can have a conversation
0: about this. Does anybody want to see this? Mm-mm. Zero people. Mm-mm. I mean, I think the only people who actually want to see this are like pro or anti-vaccine evangelicals. Everyone else is. I think there's there's just very very little interest in this. Let's just play football. Said, right you know and you know I, I hate the shut up and dribble thing because I you know it that horse is out of the barn and and athletes are going to use their platform but I don't know I I mean I <laughs> I, I would watch Fauci d- debate somebody but I don't know uh I, I don't even think Travis Kelsey wanted to get involved in this but I will have to say it was nice of Aaron Rodgers to give him a choice a choice of forum between the Pat McAfee show or Kelsey's podcast and Uh, Whoever on Pat McAfee's staff has set up this weekly meeting with Aaron Rodgers absolute goldmine because i feel like he says something kind of stupid every week for the past two seasons <laughs> you know while his achilles is mending, I, I think we just need to find we, we need to
2: send aaron a, a you know a book of sudokus or <laughs> something to keep him occupied
0: well that's my first thought i said oh rehab must be going very well if he has uh you know time to uh talk <laughs> all this trash and do all this quote-unquote research on the on, on the vaccine um So Sean Fain is doing Sean Fain things. He's doing exactly uh, what he said he was doing. And that would uh, to be to keep the big three on their toes and guessing. Um, Just as I started looking at what time of week it was and and waiting for uh, Sean Fain to announce what time he's going to be talking on Friday. Boom. 630 on a Wednesday. He calls for a strike at the Kentucky Ford plant in Louisville. Nearly nine thousand people walking walking out it's a huge one too, yeah yeah, I mean this is they, they there's also
2: I think thirteen plants that support that one, yep, and they make the the big trucks the the, nice, big, the super duties the super duties and the
0: expeditions and the Lincoln navigators, the big money right, they're most profitable mm-hmm. so um so i I don't know, does this mean we're not going to get a a Friday announcement? no because... we are at okay. ten o'clock tomorrow oh, oh. that's your oh. set your watch mm-hmm because I I almost hang on to your waistbasket. It's right. It's almost (laughs) like the old must see TV, uh, where it's like, okay, what's this guy going to announce yet? What kind of t-shirt is he going to be wearing? I mean, I I'm invested at this point, but I would also think, you know, the, it's keeping the big three executives on their toes. But I would think if I was a UAW worker, it would kind of fill me with some anxiety as well. I'm going into work. Am I going to be striking? Is my paycheck going to be going away? And, uh, and uh, I, I can only imagine that uh, there's there's some anxiety amongst the rank and file as well. Well, I, you know, I was watching uh, yesterday and it
2: depends, you know, uh, on who you talk to. Some of the rank and file were saying, like, you know, the um, deal that was made over in Canada with Unifor. Um, they said, uh, how come we can't have a, a a good deal? How come we can't strike everybody instead of doing this piecemeal this right. stand up strike? But then others said Sean Frame would never bring us that he, we, he would. Throw that in the garbage. We, he wouldn't bring us that. We we don't want anything like that. Maybe it's good for them,
0: but it's not good for us over here. So it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, I think they get a, a measly 19% raise. I'm sorry, Jamie. I think I cut you off there. No, I was just going to say it seemed like people were excited who walked off in that plant of the video I saw. It mm-hmm. seems like people are very much in support of this, and they were ready to do their part.
2: Yeah, the Kentucky
0: plant, yes. I was talking about the people here. In, in, oh, yeah, who've been doing, at, doing, it, doing longer. it longer. Yeah, yeah, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think the longer you're on the picket line, the, the less excited you are. But you know, they said this would be a fight. The UAW membership says that they're they're ready for the long haul and they've made great strides. And uh you just wonder at what point the big three says this is as far as we're gonna go and we're gonna start taking away some things if we don't Sign a deal. Well,
1: and I think the workers uh, vibe is going to change as the holidays grow closer. Yes. What it does tell on. you
2: is that Ford is not marching in lockstep behind General Motors no. that has given these concessions. Um, that, that Whatever progress you thought you made with General Motors isn't trickling down to the other two. At least the, not based on the statement that they made. Yeah,
0: yeah. and Sean Fain said that the reason they did this is because uh, the new offer that they gave was the exact same offer they got two weeks ago. So, um... But yeah, they used a different font, though. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this one, last Very one was fancy. The last one was Times New Roman. This one's Helvetica. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got. We're, we're going to be following that. We're going to be following the uh, latest um, developments in, in Israel. Twenty-two Americans uh, confirmed dead. Seventeen still missing. Blinken's gone over with a hostage rescue team. And uh, more and more actors in the region are getting involved. So stay tuned. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. It is first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale. A number of Michigan communities. We'll be experimenting with ranked voting in upcoming elections.
1: So what is ranked voting and how could it change our electoral system? Ron Zimmerman, who heads Rank M.I. Vote, talks about it on All Talk.
3: I guess kind of a trend developing. You know, as a democratic republic, should we become more like Europe and Canada, do you think? Or maybe should we just stay like, well, you know, the United States of America? There are several Michigan communities, including Royal Oak here in Metro Detroit, They are exploring what they call a more inclusive voting process, you know, early voting, you know, extended voting uh, and something called ranked choice voting ahead of next year's election. There's a lot of support behind this as well, but there's a lot of concern that more conservative people in the electorate here in Michigan have about ranked choice voting.
2: Yes, uh, Tom, let's uh, bring in Ron Zimmerman, who is with Ranked Michigan Vote, uh, to help explain this for us. Good morning, Ron. How are you?
4: Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Uh let, let's start with the with the early voting. Uh uh Royal Oak, for instance, uh is looking at a nine-day period to vote in advance of the official election day on November seventh. Uh are we going to see the is this becoming more popular? Is this something we're gonna see in a lot of communities, do you expect?
4: Um well I, I focus more on leading the charge uh statewide for ranked choice voting. Um so I don't get involved deeply in the early voting, but I, I do know there's, I think there's eight um, communities across Michigan that are doing the earlier voting sort of as a pilot. Um, I know, and I think two of those communities are who we are, um, have, you know, ranked choice on the ballot for. Um, and I think so far, the response has been very positive, you know, about being able to get in and vote early. I haven't seen the numbers, but I saw even the first week, I think almost 5% of the communities voted just in the first week that it was open. Wow. Um but I haven't seen the latest numbers. So I think that's that's showing that it's getting you know it's you know, it's, it's appealing to people and they're taking advantage of it, which is great.
2: Yeah. Well, well walk us through the walk us through how uh rank voting works uh and uh how some people believe this will be uh have a more representative outcome.
4: Yes, yes it does. I you know I think the easiest way to explain rank choice um, because there's a lot of benefits to rank choice, right? I'm not feeling like you're wasting your vote, um, you know, having re- uh, up to officials that have to get 50% so they're more accountable to their campaigns and their results. But what really brings rank choice the, the all the benefits is that incentive that in a rank choice, any candidate has to get 50% of the vote to win, right? And, and that's the incentive that changes everything, right? It, it changes how voters, um, how their vote has more power and doesn't get wasted, it, it changes how both the candidate and the parties run in elections when they know they can't keep winning with 30% of the vote or 35% of the vote or 40% of the vote. When they know, any candidate running knows, hey, I have to appeal to voters that may not pick me as their first choice, that has a, that has a lot of a lot of strength because now as a candidate, you have to appeal to a much broader swath of the community whether that's a local community, whether it's a state senator, whether it's a state governor, right? You now have to make sure that things you're running on and what you believe in and what you commit to or pledge you're going to fix or address uh, in, you know if you get elected, that now has to appeal to a much broader swath, and that, uh, that changes. In Maine, for instance, negative campaigning in three cycles, that's six years, has, has almost completely gone away. Because they never get a majority winner, so they have to go with a ranked choice, and that that makes candidates try to appeal to a a lot more voters than just their base.
3: Okay, so ranked choice. Basically, a voter goes in, and they can vote for a number of candidates based on their priorities. So you list uh, maybe it's whoever it is. I'm not going to put names out there because I don't want to influence votes right now, but I want to just describe it. You have your number one pick, then you have your number two pick, third, fourth, and fifth down down the road. Uh, Is it possible? This is one of the criticisms that there would be a candidate that would become victorious who nobody picked as their number one choice to win that office.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll explain how that's wrong because I don't think they understand or whoever says that doesn't understand how the calculation is done, right? So if you have seven candidates, and let's say that, you know, top candidate has 39, the second candidate has, you know, 32, and so on. So if no one has 50%, what happens is the bottom candidate, the candidate has the least amount of votes, is eliminated from the contest, right? So mathematically, they have the least, they can't win. So when they're eliminated, you look at all the ballots of the voters that voted for that candidate first, and then you look to see, okay, who did they vote for second? Who was their second choice? Then you redistribute, in other words, as if if your favorite candidate wasn't on the ballot, who would you have voted for, right? You redistribute those second place votes of just that candidate, to to the other candidates that were the second choices, and then you see, does someone have 50%? If they don't, if no one has 50% yet, then you eliminate the next to last candidate, and you redistribute all their voters to their second-place choices, and you just keep doing that until one candidate has 50% of the vote.
3: Why not? I mean, what's wrong with this, uh, what some people describe as a a fundamental democratic principle of of one person, one vote? Why, Why not that?
4: Yeah, well, that's that's actually been um, brought to the Supreme Court, um, and the Supreme Court has already ruled that ranked choice voting is one person, one vote. Um, so so think about ranked choice is almost like a instant runoff, right? So when you do a runoff, right, you vote twice, right? You vote in the first election, and then you vote in the runoff. That's not two votes. That's just one vote, right? So at any given time, the reason why the Supreme Court – Well, it's, it's, it is,
3: no, it's one vote in different elections. There's, there's two separate – Chances to vote and each chance you're given one vote. The Supreme well, Court think, might have ruled it, that. But how do, how do you say, you know, voting for five different people is still one vote?
4: Because your vote only is with one person at any given point in time. Right. And when your candidate that you did want is eliminated, just like in a runoff, then then your vote then trans transfers right to your second choice. So you're never, ever really voting for more than one person at one time. So as long as your candidate is in the race, your vote stays with your first choice. It's only when your candidate gets eliminated in the process of trying to get someone to 50% does your vote transfer, and that's and that's why, you know, it's been challenged in a number of times, and that's why the Supreme Court said, yeah, it's one person, one vote.
2: Is there any concern of a possibility of mathematically manipulating the vote by encouraging people how to vote with their second vote or their third vote? No.
4: That's the that's the beauty of ranked choice, right? I mean, it's one of the hardest. Um, you know, I think you have um, Lisa uh, Lisa Deitch and uh, um, Kevin Deegan krauss who's at Wayne State University. You have professors who have talked about this many times that ranked choice is one of the hardest election formats to manipulate. You know, plurality is one of, is actually the worst in the world that we have. You know, the plurality voting we have today is was one of the easiest to manipulate and and that's one of the major advantages of ranked choice is is that it's much much harder to manipulate ranked choice uh, for either voters or candidates.
3: So I'm um, just just to be clear, you're saying that ranked choice voting does not recalculate votes until a candidate achieves a majority. That or, or are you, because you were saying it's almost like no, a runoff instead. But each yeah, it's candidate, like an go ahead.
4: Yeah. Yeah, each it, it's it's like an instant runoff. Right, so um, if in the first round of the voting somebody has sixty-five percent of the vote, they win. Right, they have you know if you don't need to go; they already have a majority. So you only go to the rankings when no candidate has fifty percent or a majority of the vote.